Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Hey, what's up, creators? This is your old buddy, John, and you've once again located the Sketch Magazine Podcast. I am here, as always, with Sketch Editor Bill Nichols, Sketch Publisher Bob Hickey, and tonight we're going to talk a little bit about webcomics. How you doing tonight, guys? Doing okay, John. This is Bill. Hey, John. Doing great, bud. This is Bob. All right, so um, the two of you, as it turns out, just happened to be doing a webcomic. Um, actually, two separate webcomics, more specifically. So, uh, Bill, since you are the newbie to the webcomics game, uh, I guess you get to go first. What is the webcomic, and um, how did all this come about? Because this is new for you. Uh, kind of. Well, I mean, back in Appa 5 days, I did. I played around with some strips. I, I did... I don't know if you remember the issue where all my mailing comments were were three panel strips, basically. Oh yeah, I remember it. <clears throat> so, I've always been stuff. fascinated by comic strips, and I read the paper every day. Um, of course, Calvin and Hobbes is my all-time favorite, but my next favorite would be probably Funky Winker Bean. Um, and it's you know, I mean, I, I can write Tom Baddock and. You know, tell them kudos or, you know, that I, I like whatever. And that's, I, I don't know, he writes, he, we, have a, we have an email friendship and that's pretty cool. So, uh, but the, the art form itself I've always been um, cool with. And that's how, I mean, early on, I, I learned to read early on. So, um, um so, I mean, along with comics, it's just all part of the whole thing for me. But um, Bob and I are doing a web comic. We're going to be doing one uh, based on the characters from the was it uh, Breaking Into Comics. Yeah, and featuring those those characters, and <clears throat> we're going to be doing that. And I'm also doing one uh, called D'Artiste with um, Robin Ader, who's an old old friend of mine, and I mean, you guys know him from Apple Five Days, and he used to do a book called Kyra, um, Big Muscle Girl, and some other stuff. He's he's done a few things. He's kicked around for a few years. He work, he's an animator, and he works for uh, what used to be Will Benton Studios, um, and now it's I think Leica. Um, so I, I had this idea. You know, sometimes I get inspiration or, you know, maybe it's just a, a nutball idea, but, you know, I'm, it's, it's not as though I need something else on my plate sometimes, but some things come and, you know, they, those ideas hang on and, and you just can't ignore them. So I was going to, I was toying with the idea of doing my own strip at some point just to play around with it because sometimes learning 
by doing for me is um, you know, I can be exposed to whether it's coloring or the format of doing a comic strip because Gary sent me Gary Barker sent me um, a template for a you know a, a comic strip that he uses for Garfield and that kind of stuff because I just asked him and he just he sent that as an attachment to illustrate his point and um, and out of the out of the blue Robin at, at some point said something about it and I responded back and it developed into well I'm, you know I want to do this strip and um, I sent him a treatment the other day he sent it back with questions and comments and additions and uh, he's really jazzed to do it and so am I so so that's what we're doing um, it's do not going to be yet yeah that's the basic he added more to or wherever he had questions or he saw things to add because you know he's very um, we we have collaborated at different times in the past. With um, we did some back and forth stories in Apple Five, uh, Kick Button Wiener. I remember uh, that. Yeah, that was funny. Because uh, he would have a different take on those characters, and and then I would, because he would write them as the space adventure, and then I would write the same characters as two members of Apple Five, writing about their characters having a space adventure. And it, you know, it would go back and forth like that. So it was, you know, it worked really well, and we did it for a while. So, um, so we we can't work together. We we wrote a I wrote a Kyra story that was published, I don't know, 15 years ago. It, it's called The Yellow Rose of Texas. He I wrote it and he he drew it up. And um, so we have we have a history of working together. And um, I don't know, we were talking, and he said, well, I always saw you as a writer. And that sort of went along with what we were talking about and, and talking about doing. So with this strip, I'm going to be writing most of it, or dialoguing, plotting, and, and co-plotting. And he is going to do the art and whatever colors and, and all that. So um, he's very, 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 very uh, creative. Um because I used to get these, I mentioned it before, I used, I used to get letters in the mail back before email and all that with um, um, all this, all these little pictures on the back, whether it's uh, mannequins where this mannequin factory he worked at or the columns off this uh, public building on his bus ride to work. And, and to me, it was just, wow, just really cool. That shows in his artwork. And that sort of spurs me along too. And um, I think if you go to, it's, I think it's glowinthedarkpictures.com. He has a lot of his um, stuff in a gallery there. But like I said, hey, I'm going to write it, and he's going to he's going to handle the art chores. And he is uh, another thing he is is prolific. So because um, I get I get updates now of his uh, Flickr. You know, he adds more to his gallery. So there's an update in my email. That he's added, you know, like four to six pictures, you know, in his Flickr. So that's where we are right now. Um, it's not going to be a gag strip where it's, you know, two panels of setup and a gag. It's going to be a continuing story, and it's each each strip will continue the story on in you know in incremental 
or so. So it'll be a little different. Whereas, uh, like with Clay's way, when I help uh, Bob write or you know mm -hmm. I go over what Bob's done with Clay's way, which is you know comic strip that that Bob works on. <laughs> yes. Uh, then that's more of a you know the the setup setup and a gag you know, or a setup and uh, some some type of payoff. And yeah. hey, you know what? That is so much harder than I ever dreamed it would be. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, last week I, I sent you this strip and said, "Bill, take a shot at it," because I was I wasn't feeling good last week. I was sick, and I was just brain dead. I was like. Nothing is coming to me. I'm already late with this. I don't know what else to do. So, you know, I really appreciate you stepping in and doing that. But, uh, well, I mean, like I said, I, I appreciate it. It's credit on the, oh, on the strip was, itself. So. You, you wrote that one. And, uh, well, you know, we've had a lot of fun with it. But it is very hard to... to one, some of them will just roll. And then some of them are like, fight. Right. And, you know, you know the whole strip getting the words to express what you've drawn or what is illustrated it can be very hard sometimes so um i'm still working out the kinks i you know i'm really thinking i need to start scripting out a bunch ahead you know like we've had many podcasts playing ahead and uh really put more details because i've been doing real loose scripts or sometimes they're just conversations with jackie and then we'll sit down and draw um, then I gotta come back and remember what the heck we were talking about. But, you should tape them. Yes. You know, I was about to say, you should run audio on your conversation. We probably should. But you guys have talked to Jackie. She rambles. Now nah, I'm teasing. She's great. <laughs> I, I'm the one that rambles. No. Yeah. You? Get out. Get That's out. why we do a podcast. <laughs> but, no, nah, it, it, it's, it's a process. And, you know, we've done... I think we just wrapped up 64 or 65 strips with Clay's Way. Um, that's not counting the two that Steve jumped in there or the couple that I missed because of whatever. And and we've been, you know, so that's, we've been at it 30 something weeks. And you know, do I have a lot of strips? Yeah. I mean, we've got six of them sitting here ready to roll. Inked, part of them's inked, part of them's penciled. Um, they're ready to be finished. But it, it sometimes that's why it's hard to come up with the one-offs a lot of times. Um, it's easier to get into a story, and like this last Clay'sway strip, I I wanted to do this time machine, the time machine that Luke, his older brother, had built and hid up in the attic, and but I really didn't know where I was going to go with it. I just thought it was a cool idea, a time machine, and um, all all the tools it could give us. But I really didn't have an idea what to do with it at this moment, and I really I thought, okay, well, it'll be a two strip little thing and then we'll move on and as we got to talking we did the first strip the second strip and then we did the fifth strip and I was like wait a minute you know what we can do two more strips before this and one behind it and it will make this so much better so as I'm wrapping up the first one and publishing and we're rewriting this little story and through three more strips into the storyline and for me if you read all six of them it, it's a pretty good little strip Pretty good little storyline. So, not patting myself on the back. I just, I think when I say that, it's like I think we were successful, evading what we want to, you know, achieve with it. So, um, I think the payoff with the totem pole at the end was cool. It's 
nobody's seen it. Well, you won't hear this till tomorrow, so it was posted yesterday. Go check it out. Um, you really need to read through and sort of catch the gag, but uh, it was a nice payoff. Pay so, and we're back to trying to do single strips for a while because um, Steve Staglin contacted me. Um, he did the two strips earlier with the Star Wars reference, and uh, he wants to do some more. And so I'm like, go ahead and do them. This summer, I'm really going to do a lot of one-offs and get through all the traveling and stuff that we're doing. Then I get back into another story, short storyline this fall. So it's fun, but it can be hard. It can be very hard. So, you know, and I think it might be better to do what you and Robin want to do, except even those, you've only got the three or four panel. Are you still doing a strip format, not a page format? Yeah, it's, it's going to be strip. So even then... You know, I've read the old Spider-Mans, the Avengers. No, it was Justice League. What was the strips that I had back then? I don't know, a couple of detective ones, maybe Johnny Quest. I don't remember. But it's still only two or three panels, so you've got a very short period of space to move things. Right. Yeah, as a whole, great, they read. But, boy, just a daily strip, even though it may be easier not throwing the gag, it might be harder to keep people coming back. Right, and that, that is part of the challenge too, is is to make each one, you know, uh, as we said before, each each thing is going to be somebody's first. Right, and um, in doing this, I mean, he's going to he's going to work out the pacing. Um, he knows the the general storyline, and um, like I said, we. We sort of we we have that history already a little bit, so he knows where things are going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so then then it becomes you know where what are we going to do? You know where are we going to host it? Um, what can we do beyond that? Whether it's say merchandising or advertising or just things that we've talked about before. Right. The challenges of of I mean you're going unless you're PVP or something, you're not going to, uh, but you know, those half pixel guys have it down. Well, there's a great book out there, how to create web comics by those mm-hmm. guys. And I right. tell everybody to please go check it out. It's well worth it. Right. If you, if you go to comics mentor on the left-hand side, there's a, a carousel of books from amazon.com and that's in there. That's, that was actually the first one I put there in there. There you go. Um, and they have, cause I really like they've them. got a, uh, Website too. I think it's webcomics.com. It's a pay for site, but it's it's well worth webcomics. Let me check it out. Make sure it's on NAS. Yes, it does. It's webcomics.com. Brad Geiger is really involved in it. Um, you can get some information off the front page and, and everything, but it's like thirty dollars a year, and it's well worth it. Um, with that thirty dollars, you know, you can get some discount on some printing, but just the information they're sharing. And I had not joined it, um, even though I've worked with these guys in New York. The New York, New York show last year, we we supplied the strips for their seminar. Um, I'm going to join it now because I feel like I've got enough strips at sixty to jump in here and not be. Yeah, I'm still a newbie as far as web strips. But I feel like I can jump in here and say, okay, this is where I'm going with it and start getting some feedback for some things to make it better. Because 
the hardest thing we've got right now is even though we all work social medias, building the readership is very slow. Very, very slow. Um, it's a very slow grow. I see spikes when I get some press on it, but it doesn't seem to come back. So I don't know if we're not hitting the right marks with the strip or what. You know, So it, I'm at a point that I need to really review it, see where we need to tweak it a little bit because I like the ideas. I still think highly of the concept but like all everything i'm not you know we've got to adjust it to get to that reader so i'm gonna throw it out to you guys we gotta adjust this strip to get the readers wanting to come back you know so you know any help with that i, I appreciate it yeah so if you're doing your own web comic i mean one of the biggest things is going to be uh, of course your theme or you know what you're what your point or what your goal is, just like with, if you're doing your comic, mm-hmm. um, you need to plan yep. in some way. If nothing else, plot it out. If you're going to do it by yourself yep. or if you're going to collaborate with somebody, I mean, that's those things are important, just like if you do comics or if you do you know, something else that is going to require another person's input. You want to be on the same page, oh, literally. That's what we're doing with the new strip, and I can tell them the name because I own the website now. And the other associating strips own. I just looked it up. Some Chinese company owns it. But uh, Comic Book Studios with an S dot com is a strip that we're going to do. You said that we're going to use the three characters from break, you know, breaking into comics. And basically what we're looking to do is start them off as, you know, two of them friends in a comic shop who get together and say, oh, let's make comics. It'd be cool. And then they meet the other girl. And then we're going to put some humor to all things that happen, all the mistakes, all the silly stuff, but also, let's get real, we have some successes too, or we wouldn't stay at this. So not only is it going to be humorous or satire, sort of uh, a little bit of success stories in there, but you know, it's something that you'll be able to come back and, and hopefully enjoy because we're all doing this. And I think it has a great chance to building readership because we're all doing this, you know, all, anybody listening to this podcast or making comics or, or on different forums, you know, we're all into this and, you know, might just check it out to see, you know, if, if it refers to you or not. So I, that's what we're doing though. So I was looking around to is that we're planning, we're getting the characters together. We're going to sit down and break down the first, I want to call it a season, almost a series. And then break it down the script. And this is one you we're, we're joint plotting, but you're actually writing this one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll be, be penciling it, and then we'll we'll divide the art up however we decide we want to do. But are you far enough ahead to talk about how frequently it'll come out yet? Nope. 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 Uh, I'm we're optimistically infrequent. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Well, no, that's one thing that will kill a strip quick. Um, right. We will backlog enough. We have to do a minimum of twice a week because right. you've got to build that readership up by giving them something twice a week. Um, I'm really thinking three times a week because it just – I'm wondering if twice a week is enough because I'm not seeing – I mean, I have the same core people coming back to Clay's Way, but I don't see it growing. And I'm really thinking if I boost it up to three times a week, would it – build a quicker readership one thing i do know it will do will create more overhead that's more strips that's more work on those strips 
So I've got to balance out, will it really add to it, or should time be spent on promoting it? So minimum twice a week, John. For I, I really would like to get it three times a week. I like to be like a Monday, Wednesday, because it's new comic book day, Friday strip. So I'm sort of that like... That would be awesome. What's that? If Mitch Bird, if we got Mitch to pencil it, uh. since he did the original... That would be awesome. It's it's impractical, but it's impractical for Mitch. Yeah, I agree with you. But because when I see when I see that when I because you've it, been inking, Mitch. Come on. Yeah, yeah, it could be that. It could be that. I just had it, my, it, it on my lap. We just said we wanted it twice a week, and I love Mitch to death. But it's been two years, and I still haven't gotten anything new on the B and R stuff. So, no. Yeah. No. There ain't no way I'd sit down and realistically expect to get a strip from them twice a week. But there's, there's a week, we'll, we'll work out the artwork. Oh, yeah. You know, so and maybe we can even get them. I don't know. We won't go there yet. Yeah. But we'll get Steve Stiglin out. I think <laughs> his style has really changed. It's pretty cool. I know. I was really bragging on him have, when he did those um, other strips. Have you seen some of his stuff that he puts online for the newspaper? Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. pretty cool looking. Yeah, uh-huh. he's I mean, he's gone beyond. I mean, I always like Boondoggle oh, when he did that. He's passed that up. Oh, yeah. he's His heavier line weights and everything, yeah. So, shout out to Steve. Steve! We know you're listening. Yeah, we should tag all these podcasts with the you know, with the, with the people that we give shout outs. Yeah. Well, I, I uh, add tags to them, but I never think about people's names and stuff. Well, Sam. Yeah. Maybe somebody Making can go back head. and listen to all the... Planning ahead. You know, <laughs> somebody listens to the podcast, maybe they can go back and yeah. make notes for us. and Come back and add tags. Because we still have people who are listening to the podcast, very new people who are listening to them, and uh, that's... You know, that's why we're here. That's why we're offering advice or experience or, you know, because if we go through it and we can do something that, that benefits somebody else, then we, we just pass that along. It's like being parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even the uh, Comic Book Studios strip, what I like to package around that is informational stuff, too, since that's sort of what we're all about, all three of us. Or we wouldn't be doing this podcast, you know. But I don't know if it's going to be how-to videos or... And it may not be right off the bat. Just getting a strip going might take all of our energies. But I'd like to see something packaged around to help the the comic artist too. You know, benefit from it. So, just like we do the uh, resources around the Claysway site. Um, you know, right. resources from a parent's view of a kid with ADHD or dyslexia. So I like to see that more how-to stuff. You know, John's doing a great job with the videos over at the sketch blog. Um, but maybe we can, maybe, we'll, we'll talk about it. This thing is going to happen tomorrow or the next month. It's going to be a couple months down the road. Um, yeah, because we have several things going on at the same time. Yes, we so. do. Yes, we do. We seem to be juggling a lot right now. But, um, um, so that's webcomics. All right. And, um, 
You know, I was just thinking about the web comics. You know what they need? What's that? They need a really good villain. <laughs> yes, they do. And I bet you we haven't talked about how to make a really good villain yet. Probably not. We should probably do that. Cause... Yes, we should. <laughs> Actually, we got an email. Somebody asking us about talking about villains. But that was a nice segue, John. I Thank like you. That. I'm here all week. Yes. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about making villains. I, I think there are several types. You know, you got your your uh, Lex Luthor, your Doctor Doom guys who's all power crazed and hungry. And uh, uh, sometimes, to me, it's harder to write those guys because you, you know the background and everything, but you can't give away too much to the reader. So you got to be careful. You want them to know everything they can about the hero. But the bad guys are harder to write. Right. Well, not just that, but the motivation of guys like that, you know, it's like, I want to rule the world. Okay, great. What are you going to do with it once you have it? They don't think that far. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, okay, I've got the world now. Now what? Mm-hmm. You know, how am I going to feed all these I want people? the universe. Right. Yeah. Then now I'm bored with the world. I want the universe. Right. So, you know. But I, it's kind of a self-defeating prophecy to do a villain like that. I yes, I agree. But, you know, I guess in creating villains, to me, there's all kinds. And, you know, we, we haven't exactly created villains in Clay's way, but we've we've uh, created um, conflict by introducing, like, Isabel. And, you know, in one strip, you can tell Isabel and Clay don't get along too well. And uh, something happened in a series of strips where Isabel got nailed with a, with a snowball. And then she terrorizes Clay from that point on. You know, looks at him and crushes a cup like, you know, I'm going to take you out. and Just little subtle things, but there's that nice conflict between the two. Um, and that's really what you're looking for is a good balance of, of, of your main character and, and, you know, on the flip side, I want to say villain, but a, a conflicting character. So, um, you know, for me, like Blood and Roses, I created Mara whose one sole purpose is to, to capture and take control of the Time Stone. Um, she was once one of them, and she turned. Once she found out, you know, once she realized how much power there is. I've given very little about her, except she manipulates a lot of other people. Um, that doesn't mean I don't know everything about her. I do. I've been real slow. <laughs> and they say the series has been coming out real slow. Um, to give information. I, I'm hoping once we kick the series back out is the character I really want to bring out is her more and play her part in everything so um and developing race danger you know we're, we're still working on at one point there is some bad guys you know there's some not so nice guys um there's a lot of gray characters it's sort of like hmm you know who's who and who's what and who's actually pulling the strings so I think you can play around with it a lot on how to develop them. Whether you introduce them flat out, here's Doctor Doom, he's in your face, he wants to own the world. Or is he a character behind the scene manipulating and pushing the buttons of other people and using them for their purpose? I think those tend to be more fun, you know, the ones that are that you don't see right off the bat. I do too. I seem to like those more. What do you think, Bill? You've created some. Um, 
in the same way that you have, um, well, in writing your your villains, it can be as uh, interesting as writing your your heroes or your supporting cast. I've seen the villains be more interesting in a lot of ways than the other people, uh, whether it's their motivations, whether it's their abilities. Um, sometimes I, will, I mean, you have heroes who become villains uh, either accidentally or uh, through some action of their own or you have maybe an opposite number to a hero um, for, you know for like Black Adam and Shazam you know Captain Marvel that kind of thing or maybe the same but opposite kind of deal um, or you have someone who's just totally unrelated going up against your hero and then you have to find that that um, how that how it's like it, you know it's sort of like a dance how these two things go together. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, in Ursula, um, at least the first villain that we we meet is Macabre, who is a um, a B movie queen, a screen queen, who has this amulet that lets her control the undead or the recently dead, or whatever. And Ursula, being having a, a Valkyrie heritage, does not, uh, she does not particularly care for the undead in any way whatsoever, because, you know, it's part of their thing to, you know, take the heroes to Valhalla and all that. She's not a Valkyrie, but anyway. But that's, the, the, the theme there sort of goes along, and, and that just sets them in opposing positions. So that's one way to go. In, in another situation, it may be somebody else who has, who, who just has these powers and they run up, maybe and say in Spider-Man, you know, the, the villain of the week kind of thing where it's a gimmick or whether it's a theme or for a long time there, you know, it's the manipulations of the Jackal and Spider-Man, um, which turned out to be the manipulations of Norman Osborn. Uh, behind the scenes, way behind the scenes. So uh, that plot in that instance became more interesting to me to, to see the layers of intrigue, to sort of piece together and to see how the writers could write uh, that kind of thing. Whereas like with the Hobgoblin, you know, that wasn't, uh, you know, where it was really it was Ned Leeds, I think, uh, that wasn't. That that's the kind of thing let me down, but that was not the original writer's guy who created the Hobgoblin's intent. Well, don't you think Hobgoblin was actually created to bring in a new set of readers because the Green Goblin had been around for so long? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was different, and it, it it added some mystery, and um, it updated that character in a way because it was not, you know, uh, it was not Norman Osborn right. involved uh, two point It was somebody else. So then you had the, the chance to have, at some point, a collaboration or a confrontation with Green Goblin and Hobgoblin. Right. And, of course, then, after, I think it's Infinity, whichever, you had the Demo Goblin. and uh-huh. Yeah. You know, uh, Got a little which, crazy. Yeah. But in, in my... I like alternate versions of heroes sometimes, alternate histories, just to see the possibilities. Mm-hmm. 
or to see what another maybe it's a chance for another writer or an art, another uh, artist to uh, imagine characters um, that we are used to in other situations, and sometimes it's with the villains too. Is it, what if? Sometimes, sometimes it is. There, there's a. It's just like there's a fine line between love and hate. Sometimes there's a fine line between uh, walking the the path of righteousness and walking the path of evil. Uh, it's your choices, right? And that's part of it, the whole uh, thing about being a villain or whatever. It's the choices that you make and what you do from this this point on. Because you can do some bad things, but you can perhaps redeem yourself. And I, I and a lot of times. A lot of stories. I'm a fan of redemption, true redemption. I mean, if you if you've done something, you know, stolen or whatever, you know, heroes that or uh, villains that become inadvertent heroes, kind of thing, who who do th- heroic things. They're maybe not necessarily bad people, but the situations that they've been put in, they've taken the wrong that maybe the the least uh, the path of least resistance, and that has put them in opposition to the good guys, um, which again depends on your good guys because they could be really good guys or they could be self-righteous good guys. Then you get into the dynamic of good versus evil, uh, good choices and bad choices. Um, people who may be, you know, they could even be brothers, but the, the paths that twin brothers who have walked different paths and just made bad choices or, different choices along their life and and so that becomes sort of an alternative uh timeline in a way within the you know one continuity kind of thing so as a writer those things intrigue me um and because that that gives you insight too in your uh, actually in your own personal life because if you can understand how you know somebody who's cut you off in traffic uh maybe they are having a, a terrible day maybe they are having a crisis, maybe they are having something, maybe you cut them just a little, you know, hint of slack and, you know, your road rage, you know, dials down to two instead of, you know, dialing up to ten. So, there. So, there. (laughs) With with both of you being writers now, um, to keep this going, uh, recently they did this uh, thing in Spider-Man with... uh, I don't remember all aspects of it, but I remember them really fleshing out Rhino and giving him this, you know, giving him like this really good character and motivation uh, for why he was doing what he was doing. It was something all tied in with his, uh, I think, with his wife wife Uh or something. Yeah. Do you remember the storyline? Exactly. Fairly recently. Yeah. Yeah, it was maybe, you know, I hadn't read Spider-Man a long time. Somebody turned me on to this, and I really like that particular storyline. Um, but as writers, you know, now here we are, 2011, uh, you know, supposedly everybody's real sophisticated and everything. So um, do you, as a writer, do you need to play up your game when you're creating a villain? I mean, you can't, or do you feel like you can still get away with those? Okay, I've got a cool name and a cool costume. I can just throw him out there and see what happens. Well, I think or do that, you feel like you really need to bring your game to the... I, th- I think you... It's like with anything else. Why dial it in? Or uh, not dial it in, but phone it in. Um, 
why you know why just throw something out there yeah you can do it you can hack some work out and get it done but if you're not going to put the effort in why would your reader be you know uh, expending the effort to read your stuff if you're not going to interest them or interest yourself why do it you know why 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 give yeah you may have a cool name maybe have a cool costume but the challenge is making that character a cool character that someone else can, you know, because sometimes the people, you know, they go for the villain. The villain is more uh, intriguing and more interesting mm-hmm. than the hero themselves. Well, so Clay, early on, you'd ask him who he'd want to be, Seth or Jedi. He want to be Seth because mm-hmm. there's only two. And he says that's who I want to be. He liked the bad guys. I'm like, what? You got to be Jedi? No, Dad. I want to be Sith. I'm like, oh no. But, uh, yeah, sometimes the villains can be as interesting or more interesting than the hero. And that's not a good thing. You haven't done your job if your villain is more interesting than your hero. Unless you're doing a villain book. I mean, Boom Studios recently have pulled off some really good books. And I apologize not remember the titles. But they took a hero and made him a bad guy. And, John, you might know this. Uh, irredeemable. irredeemable. And then they took that villain, that good guy's villain... And now he's had to step into being a good guy because his arch enemies is now bad. So it's sort of like, cool. That was a cool concept. And, you know, uh, he's not a great guy as far as a superhero, but I mean, he's not a bad guy now, I guess. So um, those are very well done. I grab them and trade when they come out and enjoy them. But, uh, it, you know, sometimes you really want to get real in-depth with creating your villains, and you want to give reason and purpose while they're doing it. But sometimes it's almost as cool to have this bad guy come out and do something and say, you know what, I just hate that bee. You know? And no other reason than they try to kill him. That they just, I don't like the way that she looks. You know? Okay. There's people out there like that. That's reality. Yes, uh, we were just at a police competition, and some of the stuff they talked about with Luke um, with the explorers and you know there's just some bad people out there who are just bad you know and you could play up on that concept as a break to that huge sorry this is why I'm bad type storyline too you know so you know be flexible when creating bad guys along with your heroes and uh, or situations uh, and they don't have to be horrible much like the Claysway strip it's just a nice conflict between characters yeah. Um, to add spice to the storyline. But, um, you know, we, uh, we're we working on a Clay'sway comic. And, you know, right off the bat, we created this pirate, Seabeard pirate. Oh, I shouldn't have said that because now I'm going to have to go copyright it. But uh, no, it's that. I know. And uh, we had the villain right off the bat. And then we added a second character or a third character to the group. And we're having a lot of fun with it developing this book before we start drawing it but um we, we sort of and it's sort of a fun villain he's sort of a fun goofy villain really but you can play that too so it really depends on your title your book on how you should play it uh multiple villains aren't bad i mean look at the batman tv series my favorite one is where all the villains joined up together to try to take out batman and still couldn't do it it was on every Memorial Day, I think it was, or Labor Day. I forget which holiday it was on for years when I was growing up. 
But what do you guys think is, uh, you know, both of you having um, kind of a body of work behind you. Do you have any villains or anything that you're looking at now going, oh, God, what was I thinking? <laughs> and or that you may be able to change up to be a little more relevant now. I think you have to. If you're a good writer, you you can. Any any character you create needs to be flexible enough where you can take it in another direction. You can't be, well, you can be set in stone on exactly the way this should be, but then if you hit a wall or you can't create it to get it to get a readership, you're stuck. You can't get past it. So you need to be as flexible. Um, I know Marta started out for me as just the mistress that we didn't even show her for a long time. Um, but I want her to step out in prominence more. Um, really, I, I like playing with all the, all the villains that I, you know, Ragtag Bob, Bobtail from StormQuest um, was fun. Uh, connecting characters like, you know, Tremillion and, uh, you know, with another character who's a bad guy that they're the same person. Well, what? Well, we actually that midway story. I'm like, why couldn't this character be this character since we're playing with time travel? We're like, Oh, okay, yeah. So you got to be flexible and willing to really play with stuff and make it well. What you hope is make it better. But I really don't. I mean, I I try to keep as mobile and flexible. The only thing I didn't like was was the time agents that Bill created on on the ship and I killed them by blowing up the ship. The boyfriends. Sorry, Bill. But you didn't see the body, so maybe they're not <laughs> That's dead. That's what I yeah, keep hearing. Yeah, they're not dead. So. That's what I keep hearing. I try to blow them up. Bill keep hey, last minute teleport. They're not gone. <laughs> well, then they're not really boyfriends. They're just it was adding another. I know. They're just really, really close. I like to tease you. I know. Or uh, Mark, I told you, Mark Hester, in his notes on Orlando, the French musketeer, he kept writing him as gay. Yeah. Or drawing, you know, he would, he wrote gay. It's like he's not gay. No, he's a musketeer. Musketeers do not equal gay. I'm, yep. What? Like, but well, he is French. So this is what I, you know, like, well, whatever. He fights with the sword. I mean, uh, that's that's yeah. I mean, you have to know more. But uh, what's your ideas on villains, Bill? Um. Do I have old villain? I mean, I have. I think if you if you've written anything in the past, if you can't look back and see where you can, you know, change some things or tweak some things or improve on what you've done before, then you know, I, I don't ever see anybody just being static and and how good they are. You know, some people are just really way good, but you always have something you can look back at and go, you know what, I could have done I could have done this, or in the meantime, you've gotten way better at what you're doing, and you can see the possibilities right. uh, in your history, in your character's history. Um, maybe you can, in some way, tie that improvement in your head into the development of that character, into you know, from your earlier quote-unquote mistakes mm. or regrets, into maybe they were learning in that point, and you find a way to uh, improve them as well and you find a way to make them more interesting along the you know so that they have growth as well as you do right just like your writing or your you know your creative uh creative uh, process um whether it's your you know your style or, or whatever 
so that becomes a challenge for you as a creator. Well, so. I know I'm having a lot of fun developing a new villain, Morgana, for the uh, Camelot Forever series. Because um, she keeps growing more and more into the storyline and getting more and more history behind her. And it's like, then you've got to sit back and say, okay, you know, how much of this do you launch out with? How much do you ooze out as the story develops? And even though you've got it written and based out where she is and what she's doing, you've got to be willing, if something pops up and changes that, be willing to go back in and tweak it and modify it, who she develops in the because. You know, every story, once it's finally in print as part of the the process, then you've, you know, that's sort of like, okay, that's happened. It's history. Okay, did it affect this character and make changes to what I had planned for that character, that villain? So, yeah, I think you've got to be willing to really modify and change. So I'm having a lot of fun developing her. I'm a very basic character from the beginning. It's really grown into a major thorn for the, uh, for the story, so um, I did get to talk to Eddie Noel up at Motor City Con, and we should be seeing some new stuff from him real soon. Yeah. And I, did, I told him that he should start communicating through you, Bill. So, I says, okay. so, yep. Yeah, we, we trade messages over often, Good. but I, I hadn't heard from him since Motor City, so right. I mean, we, you and I haven't really. Yeah, right. We haven't had a chance to talk, so probably wouldn't be if you dropped them a note. But yeah, I'm I'm really anxious to start getting that project together again. And I've been talking to Yuko off and on with the uh, Race Danger book, so a lot of stuff happening, but it doesn't really seem like because nothing's hitting anything yet. Just a lot of chess pieces getting moved around at the moment. But um, really, check we can. <laughs> We could, we, well, at least you're still on the board exactly. to continue this analogy far too far. No, I agree. Uh, and I think that's sort of this whole thing is a big chess game because you're constantly moving your pieces to get a better position, get more readers to to whatever. And, you know, I constantly I talk about different ways to deliver this medium. And, and we should talk more about actually developing and creating the medium, the villain talk. Um, maybe next week we can talk about supporting characters. I'm really big on having your supporting characters in place and it really upsets me when certain writers don't play with those characters or they want to take this superman character and move them totally over here because he's not comfortable writing the daily planet planet characters and stuff you know so uh, maybe we could talk next week about supporting characters i'll go ahead and make a note if that's all right with you guys mm-hmm. i seem to go ahead and no way no we're not going to john no, no way. We can't plan a thing that quickly. <laughs> Remember, we planned these ahead. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. We preach it. We need to practice it. Um, but okay, we've we've sort of tabled. I think we could probably go more in depth with Dylan. So if you get on the forum, anyone listening to this, you've got more questions. I'm just sitting here listening to us ramble about it and throwing up our ideas. Are great, but if you throw us some questions like. You know, well, what about this? Or there's my situation. What about that? We can really start nailing more information to you about any of these subjects. So, you know, drop on me, drop us an email, or, you know, get on the forums and leave some posts. And also, I have not received any suggestions on retitling Blood and Roses. And realize, once you email it to me, you give up all rights to it. It is now mine. And I got this recorded. So, I made this public announcement on May. 23rd, 
2011. If you email me a title, I own it. Nah, that's okay. But I'm, I'm interested in some ideas. Say, that's really going to make them want to send, send it, huh? <laughs> they might, I'm not even going to get credit they, they for it. They might send me one that I really like. No. Um, yeah. I, I, you know what? I should resend that whole thing back because I'm a big one that I don't even review samples anymore. So really, if you send me stuff, I probably won't look at it because it might be an idea that I, I'm already coming up with. So... Yeah, you know that's that's quite uh, a bad. I've had, I've had some suggestions on Ursula. I think no, no, no. no. You know, and if you do anything with you do this? lords no. or travel or anything, don't bother because we're already working all those out. Because yeah. that's probably the area. I'm we're sorry, moving. Bill. She needs pants. I'm sorry. I told you. A chick with pants. No. A hundred times she needs pants. No. Okay. She'll wear she'll wear them in her regular life, but that's the way you know Gary designed her and. She looks good that way. If she wore sweatpants, you wouldn't see her legs. Oh, I guess see legs. So. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had someone, you know, years ago, I had someone uh, give me oodles and boodles of ideas mm-hmm. about my own characters, villains, and et cetera. And every point for point, just about, <laughs> I went the opposite way. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I purposely did not give a backstory i purposely did not um delve into certain themes and i went and uh, you know other ways mm-hmm. in my my plotting because you know since solicited stuff is like no 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 i don't, I don't no mm-hmm. but uh that became sort of a, a challenge for me not to not to to do that so um or at least to divulge what I already had. So, right. you know, not to release it too soon, right. that kind of thing. But. Well, cool. Anyway. Okay. Um, let's move to John. Is that good advice to people or just obstinance, you think? I think it's obstinance. <laughs> no, I think With so, me? too. Yeah. With me, it was obstinance. <laughs> Flat out obstinance. Uh, you, all, you all know that from, let's, let's go to, you know, let's do this show. No. No. <laughs> Let's go to Atlanta now. Well, we're going to, oh yeah, we're but you can to go to you your little show with the. Um, but sometimes when people approach it as, oh, I can write your characters better than you can. Here's what you should do. Do it. That's not a good thing. Um, so. Yeah, you know, that that's not a way to approach it at all. Yeah. So. Okay. I try to be uh-huh. mindful of, that they are in, that they are sort of plugged into the idea too so you, you sort of take that away from it it's just the, the nuts and bolts of a story or um you know this guy ended up using he and not using his the stuff he's given me but it challenged him as a writer too so he i mean he was doing his own little thing so he you know he went off in another direction as on his own right uh, little project and stuff so that was that was fun to see that right so it wasn't a, a bad experience it was just um I won't say uncomfortable, but I, I you know, don't tell me what my characters do. Don't tell me how my characters, the, you know, the ones that I have, you know, unless I give you permission to do that. Right. That, you know, if I if I say, well, why don't you write a, a, a whatever. So keep along the, the same, in the same um, ballpark or whatever. Right. So enough about that. Cool. I'll, I'll 
Um, no, 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 no. That's all good information. Um, John, you want to catch us up on what's yeah. going on with the sketch blog for a minute? Certainly. Okay. Certainly. Okay. Um, well, the first one in descending chronological order, uh, we've been talking for a long time about wanting to do uh, video tutorials. Well, I came across this guy a while back who does just that does very simple how-to um, tutorials that are accessible to pretty much anybody of any skill level. And I really respect that, uh, you know, he's teaching, he's teaching kind of across the board like that. You can get a lot of these tutorials that, uh, you know, you have to presuppose information. And um, it sort of talks down to the viewer a little bit. This guy doesn't. Um, he's very much all the way across friendly. So I wanted to run one of his videos where he is teaching people to draw Green Lantern. And I wanted to give him a little bit of love for what he does there. Uh, speaking of love, 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 love Jeff Smith. We all do. Um, I found another video of him doing a presentation. Um, sadly, a short video of him doing a presentation at this place called Reading for the Love of It. Mm -hmm. um, he's a big advocate for reading, as as we all are. I mean, let's face it, if not for reading, eh, we wouldn't have a job. <laughs> so um, then a straight tutorial on doing action poses from a top-down perspective. Uh, for those of you who don't understand that terminology, it means looking at the character from slightly above. A perspective shot. Yeah, perspective shot. Uh, also sometimes called the bird's, bird's eye, eye view. view. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just uh, making sure to keep that perspective there because perspective is very important for any sort of realistic-looking drawing. Uh, then graphic designer Chip Kidd, um, for people who don't know who he is, he's a uh, done a great number of those big coffee table style books um on batman among other things right. so alex ross's a lot of his stuff yeah his chips yep so so check that video out um then speaking of exceptionally talented people colleen doran um i came across a a video of her talking about the industry talking about uh how comics are real work they are a real job and um, just giving some really good advice on the business. So definitely check that out. Uh, then back to another straight tutorial. Uh, this one by Todd McFarlane, who is showing us how to do fingers and hands. And then that brings us back to where we were before. Awesome. Um, I just had my youngest step in and say, Dad, we got tornado warnings. So. He's sort of yeah, it was a nice out. little thunderstorm about 20 minutes was ago. It's getting, it's hitting this way yeah. now. It's got. Yeah, you couldn't hear it, but yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I think there's another round. And yeah. So. The Midwest. His mom's in there half asleep, and so he's sort of freaking out a little bit. But, um, <laughs> back to the podcast. Um, back to the podcast. Bill, what's going on with the Sketch Magazine forums and Comic Mentor? Oh, we're on the forum. Um, I think we had another new poster uh, person uh, who maybe had, I think we had a lurker who's become more active and we had someone who's new. So that's always fun to see because it's, it's new. Um, 
new blood, new input, new uh, new artwork to just you know plow through. That uh, you know, I, I like looking at people's galleries and, and just seeing the creativity that, that people have. So, if you are not a member of the comic related forum, go join. Um, even if you just if it's just to watch other people or uh, because it's not a mean spirited thing, it's not a you know if you if you want to work on your portfolio as I've said before, that's a good place to do it. You have a couple of people, including myself, who will uh, you know give give our honest opinions or what we see, maybe and, and you know it is an opinion. So it is a place to learn, and plus you can look at other people's and and watch them go through the same thing and maybe pick up something in their experience that you can uh, you know apply to your own you know in your whether it's your portfolio or your work method or, or whatever so um i mean there are all kinds of other writers pencilers inkers colorists um comic people of all genres and stuff so it's a pretty cool place to you know to check out and, and go so go Plus, if you want to comment on any of the the, the podcasts that we've done so far, um, you can go and, and each one has its own thread. So if, if there's something that you want brought out more in a on a specific subject that we've tackled in the past, maybe we've covered the nuts and bolts. And sometimes that's all we can do because some, some subjects are just so big. Right. Um, or sometimes it's just our experience, but there's still more that we could – expand on and maybe it's not your experience but maybe it's something that you want to find out about go there and you know you can comment and i check those threads i just hit view new post and it shows me what's been posted since the last time i checked and um several people have commented so that's always a good place to you know to catch us up or you can you know of course email us but um that way if you have an observation maybe someone else has one and it becomes this conversation, and you know, you become better for it. They do. The podcast can, all those things. So, um, go join the comic-related forum now. And on the on comics mentor, um, I've not really posted solidly lately uh, with all these other things that have been going on. So I'm back to the things about encouragement and things about, um, you know, what do I need to learn today? And one yesterday in church, I had a couple of people, um, their sisters and they were in my Sunday school class, Karen and Sharon. And they, I haven't gone to Sunday school cause Sunday morning sometimes are the catch up days or, uh, the meantime when I, I do some, um, you know, writing and stuff, I'll go to church, but the, the Sunday school part, I just need to get back into it because that's something I, you know, I've enjoyed in the past. But so, uh, and they, they've started on a new section, but they mentioned some wisdom that I've passed along before. And it's about walls that we have in our lives. We have, we set up obstacles. Um, and over time we get sort of used to those things being there. And maybe at some point those walls or those obstacles have been taken away or we've dealt with them not realize them, but we still toe that line where that wall used to be and we don't go past it. So it's, you know, look at where you are in your life and see where you are. See is if it's where you want to be and see if you can go one step further because there may not be anything stopping you now, whether it's financial worries that you had before or, 
interpersonal relationships or I don't know. I mean, you, you fill in the blank there for yourself. I mean, you know yourself better than hopefully anybody else. But look, you know, take a hard look at your situation and your life and your goals and see if you can go, you know, go farther because you may look back and realize that you've already gone past where you were before. You just didn't realize it. So, um, that, and of course, you know, every day is a new start. Every day is a new beginning because you could have had the, the crappiest day today, or you could have had the longest day. The day's not over. That's one thing. Right. But if nothing else, tomorrow's a brand new day and you can start over and maybe tomorrow's crappy too. Not to put a jinx on it. Maybe it is, but try to find something in that day that you can be positive about or look forward to or pull something good out of because every day is not totally a bad day. Um, maybe you didn't get as much done today. I, you know, I know that from experience, you know, juggling all these projects and stuff. I don't get as much done on any one thing sometimes as I want to get. I made a lot more headway on these Mitch Bird pencils than I thought I would really, but it's, you know, I, I keep saying I found my groove again and, you know, I, I find I found it more frequently later or in, in these last couple of months. So I want to continue that. And if you have that or if you have had those struggles or whatever, of course, you can always email me and we can talk about it. Because sometimes you feel like you're the only person going through something and you're not, you know, whether it's, again, financial stuff or you know, you're going through a divorce or you're going through difficulties and anything. You're not the only person in the world that's going through that. It feels like it, but there are, there are billions of people in this world. And in some shape or form, there are millions going through the same thing you are, whether it's creating comics, whether it's um, surviving your life. Other people are doing it too. And sometimes it, it helps just knowing that someone else either has gone through it, has gone through it, has triumphed over it. Um, again, you can go to the comic-related forum, and I have a section that's mine. It's Bill Nichols under the creators thing, and there's a comics mentor section under there. You can start a thread. You can talk about the stuff. And people will not judge you. And you may make some friends that you didn't know or realize that you have friends that you just didn't realize you know, just how much. You know, I've talked before about there was a situation years ago with John, our very own John, where I was on my way. To, I was My plan that day was to go to Mid-Ohio Con. Uh, I was going to take a nap because I had to do some driving. And I got a phone call that John had been in an accident and that he was in, the, he was in surgery or the emergency room. And that's all I got. And, John, you remember, <laughs> I could not sleep. I worried, I worried, and I realized in that that afternoon how much my friend John meant to me mm -hmm. until John called me. So you have situations <laughs> in your life. And I'm sorry, it just sounded funny. Let me stop you for a minute. It said, until John called me. Yeah. <laughs> the cadence there was... <laughs> Yeah, because you called me later on. 
Yeah, you call me later on and let me know because it was not as bad as I was led yeah, to believe. But I didn't have a way to find out. So. Uh, no, but I. Yeah, do. until, until you call me back and just you know just let me know what was what, then. Um, I just didn't know. But again, you go through things in your life that some things will surprise you, and and they will surprise you in in hey, great and mysterious ways. So. I agree. You know, enjoy your life. Yes. Um, guys, my wife just stuck her head in there and says it's getting bad. Okay. And it's getting bad. I'm seeing trees being bent over. So um, let's wrap this up. Okay. And looks like we're going to get hit with something here. Let's just hope it's not a twister. All right, guys. Uh-oh. I'm losing electric. My power's down. So let's call this quits.